Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I am well. How are you? I'm good. You know, uh, a big trade happened in the NBA uh, over the past 24 hours. A trade that actually had been uh, talked about and pushed out there uh, for quite a while before. Of course, the particulars were, you know, they were never clear at the time. Now we have clarity on them. Pascal Siakam traded from the Toronto Raptors, Raptors to the Indiana Pacers in exchange for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawara, and three first-round picks. Indiana's 2024 first round, the lesser of Utah, Houston, the Clippers, or the Thunder. The worst. Well, yeah, the worst. Right, yeah, right. The lesser right. of the worst right. of, right? Right. Of, of, of the picks from those teams for this year. And Indiana's 2026 first-round pick, top four protected. Now, there's another trade going on that involved uh, the Pelicans, Kara Lewis, and uh, I want to say a pick uh, also went over uh, to Indiana as part of, as part of this deal. I think no, Lewis Lewis goes to Toronto. Oh, he goes to Toronto. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, whoo, a lot to unpack there, David. First, when you first heard the trade, okay, I know your your brain works basketball wise. What are you thinking? I mean, we had we had. Uh, seen this basic deal come out the day before. There's been lots of scuttlebutt. Uh, uh, a lot of the people involved are people that I know really well. So, you know, they fill me in when they can. Um, I, I I will tell you this. Uh, it, it was a surprise. Yeah. As much as I thought it might happen any day now, there's no guarantee it would happen. Uh, there's lots of moving parts in these kinds of things. I'll, I'll mention offhand, as I was just telling you off air, that um, I don't know this to be true, but my guess is when you read about a trade the day before it comes out or even the morning of, um, uh, and it actually happens, which is very rare, mm-hmm. it's because someone in the deal doesn't want to be part of the deal. Otherwise, teams would never do this. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't know about OG going the Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, 50% of the, t- of the teams involved was the Raptors in both. We don't know about that one because teams don't ever talk about this. They call Woj or Shams, whatever, after the fact. But when it comes out beforehand, it's normally an agent trying to scuttle a deal. So my guess is Bruce Brown Jr., he mm. just got the ring yeah. a couple of days ago did, yeah. in Denver yep. with the Pacers, and he's puppy dogs and ice cream, man. This guy's been a championship. <laughs> he's starting for one of Very the sexiest team. teams in sports, mm-hmm. and he's playing next to Tyrese. And, oh, I got to go to Toronto, and I got to deal with Quickly and Barnes and – um, uh, R.J. Barrett as right. the main guys of scoring. I mean, they're not bad guys or anything. I no. think Scotty's a fun guy to play with. But uh, and Toronto's an incredible city, really underrated people, and the NBA rates it just fine. They love him. But yeah, I gotta believe. I, I I know from talking to people in San Indiana, he ain't happy. Yeah, and I I suspect his people try to scuttle the deal. But so I was surprised that it happened when it did. Although it made sense, I don't think Masai could have gotten a better deal than what he got. Why wait? Um, I think Indiana's really good. Yeah. Indiana's okay. very interesting. So yeah. I wrote an article about it. It's coming out any minute now. Yeah. Yeah. I just talked to Henry before. So it'll be out sometime within the hour. And I don't want to spoil all the, all the nuggets in there. So you guys better be subscribed to the troop. If you want to read that, but we'll talk about some things. I want to look at it from this perspective, David. So obviously Siakam's uh, deal right now expires at the end of the season, making 37 million and change. Um, using the numbers that we use, uh, with uh, Stephen Alardi, and we calculate what a win costs. I don't know what a win will cost at the end of this season because this season's still happening. So using right. last year's math of about $3.8 million in change for a win, uh, when you do the math on that, Pascal is roughly 
a $38 million player, give or take. Yeah. So he'll be 30 at the start of this new deal um, whenever it happens. Yeah. But he made all-star last year and all-NBA two years ago, which means Supermax money. Well, that's more than... Only, only Supermax if you make it the year you do the deal. Oh, okay. So, well, that might, that might save them, actually. Correct. And, and so I, I would tell you, I don't project him to, be, to get the Supermax, although I think he could be all-NBA. I don't think the Pacers will pay it. And I, and he can't get it anywhere else. Correct. And so and so instead you have you get an option or, or mm-hmm. a trade kicker or mm-hmm. fifth year at, mm-hmm. at big money right. at just a max deal. Um, it's a it's very smart thinking by you. I, I'm sure the parties have already discussed I'm all sure. these things, just like we think OG's parties did. With agent his agent spoke to his dad about the deal he's going to get with New York. Mm-hmm. So my guess is they kind of have that locked in where they are, and. Um, the thing about Siakam is, and we write, we write about this, he's been about the same player for the last five years while the team has been collapsing around him. Mm. He's still managed to do his thing, actually get better as a passer. Right. So, so you playing, think, for this, uh, playing for this joyous place, who le- you know, he's the best runner in the league, not the fastest. The, he just runs and runs. He's like a machine. Uh, the Pacers run on makes and misses. They're flying all the time. They've got guards that hit ahead to players like him who are pushing. He's happy to pass. I like I like how that fits. Okay, okay. Uh, he's better than Bruce Brown Jr. So they, they basically are For trading. Sure. The other guys they traded weren't really playing, although right. I like Jordan Nora. Right. I like him. Um, they, 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 he's got to play better defense. He's, I wrote this. He's got to play better defense than what we've seen the last few years. It's hard to have spirit. You know, it's hard to have spirit. The Jazz were the terrible defensive team this year. Now they're winning a bunch of games. They're playing better defense. This goes hand in hand. I think you'll see a better version of him even than we've seen before. And um, I think he fits in really, really well with the way, not just the way the team identifies, but also uh, Siakam is not, he doesn't need to be the, uh, the spotlight doesn't need to be on him for him to be happy. Right, right, right. This guy. You, you made a comment about being 30 uh, soon. Maybe he's already 30. I'm not sure. He turns 30 um, Okay. Uh, this guy didn't start playing basketball until he was 16. Correct. In fact, I was told a really cute story this summer when I was out in L.A. Um, uh, uh, he, he was out there with the Raptors. And I heard a story. I don't remember who told me. But um, he didn't want to play basketball because his older brothers all played. And he thought they were a bunch of idiots. Well, I've got two younger <laughs> brothers. They think I'm an idiot for sure. Always did. They love me, but they always love to make fun of me. So he's like, I'm playing that stupid sport, basketball. You know, meanwhile, all these guys, I know one of his brothers, they're really tall people because his brother's a coach with the 905 team. Uh, so he didn't even play. He was 16. And he wasn't playing AAU. He was playing an outdoor court, you know. Then he went to New Mexico State for a couple of years. Now he's played a bunch of minutes the last few seasons for, for the Raptors. Uh, but I, he's pretty. He's been pretty durable, I think, because he wasn't doing the mm-hmm. seven game every weekend AAU stint mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. he was nine, mm-hmm. and then personal training the other four days right. a week and all of that. Right. So uh, I think he'll age well. He's a dynamic post score, really slippery bucket yep. getter on a team that's desperate for that. And you're going to see Gerard when you see the article. I found a, I found I was watching tape. This was a while ago watching tape. I think on the Warriors actually, and they were playing the Raptors. And there's a there's a this video of Siakam's got the ball just a little above the nail in the middle of the floor, 
And I mean, all four, four Warriors defenders have like two feet in the paint. And one is just a foot off the paint. Five dudes, it's like the Giannis wall. <laughs> That's what he saw a lot because the lack of gravity with the other players. Pirtle can't score. Right. Foot up with all that. Indiana is just very different. They yeah. Or a lot. They play super fast. Ball moves more. I think it could be a sneaky, super good fit. And this is a team that's done well in the East. They're two and two against Boston, four and one against Milwaukee. Yeah. And and this third best record in the East right now without Siakam. Correct. That's a pretty dangerous team right there. And, and I think he's a he's a Carlisle kind of guy. I think Carlisle will like coaching him, um, and that he'll fit in well there. I also thought David, what was interesting is how important it was for the Pacers to hold on to Nemhart, Benedict Matherin, Jarris Walker, Isaiah Jackson, and TJ McConnell, the latter for now, because you know the trade deadline window is still open and who knows if someone sniffs around for McConnell, but not having to give up the young, the younger players, particularly like Nemhart. I think that's so huge because you can throw out then, particularly if Andrew, and Andrew's a good three-point shooter. I don't know what he's shooting this year from three, but he's had he he had a bad start. He's forty percent since December first. I looked it up to write this article. Okay. Yeah, Nesmith is over forty plus right. percent. So you can throw out a lineup defensively of yeah to to, to protect Halliburton because you want to keep Halliburton on the floor with Nesmith, Nemhart, and Siakam to protect Halliburton, right? Because he's got some defensive issues. Although, okay. as we talked about uh, last show, maybe you say, "Hey, buddy, we don't need you to go that crazy in offense. Maybe you become less of a turnstile on defense, so where they're a little bit better." I think that you're exactly right. Uh, I mentioned in the article that, um, you know, Harden has this, uh, maybe we said this the other day, yeah. but people think of Harden as this you know, horrible like was, defender. Yeah. yeah. The, the metrics don't suggest that at all. He picked, he picked some bad spots to be caught on tape, not playing defense. Uh, he's a way better defender than people realize, certainly in the post. But, always, but overall, his metrics are good. Tyrese has been terrible this year. And so, yeah, I think, Rick Carlisle, one thing I'll tell you, an insider in Indiana told me uh, he's not afraid to coach anybody. And I said, yeah, he had Dirk, mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, yeah. and I don't know, Luca. So, yeah, so been around a long time. Played for the Celtic. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, guy. And so I think he's got to coach Tyrese up. Like, we got help. And this is, I wrote this too, and there's a lot to the article. We wrote a lot. But uh, this was a nod to Tyrese. Like, hey, buddy, like, settle in, my man. Right. Hey, if, if you have kids, put them to school. Uh, go get snow tires. You know, go get the snow tires you need for the winters here. Whatever. Like, I like it. You're here. We're doing what we can for you. Yeah, that's what you got to do with a player like him. And so they've done that. Um, on the floor, David. I, you know, so we would all agree that Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, or in some or Boston for sure. By I, I think Boston clearly better than those two. So Boston, the class of the East. I would group and Philly. I think you're right. Okay, and then Milwaukee. Look, and then right after that, it's Cleveland, New York, Indiana. To me, now okay, Halliburton still got to come off the hamstring. We haven't seen that yet. He's got to get himself back together. But to me, if you're talking about Cleveland and New York. Indy is better than those two teams to me with a ceiling of where they can be. They've been better this year without Siakam. They made the in season tournament finals. They beat Milwaukee four out of five, right? They beat Celtics twice. They lost to him by 51 in October, I want to say, and beat him two of the next three times. Uh, I think you're right. And, and the thing about Indiana is there, there's a little OKC in them. Mm. The ages are different with their best player in Halliburton and Siakam being almost 30 and Shea's 26, but Tyrese is 23. But there's a whole bunch of guys still getting better. Um, 
Jalen Smith is having a breakout yeah. season for himself, even as a backup. Uh, Nemhard's really starting to shoot it well. Nesmith really shooting it well. Both those guys are plus defenders. Matherin is coming around. Yes. I've not been a fan of Matherin, mm-hmm. but I cannot argue that he has become a better, more willing passer. Still stubborn, wants to shoot a lot of bad shots. Great at getting fouled, which plays well uh, uh, for his overall offensive metrics. He's got to get better. He's been really disaster defensively too. But Rick's got a chance to coach up Tyrese to say, we cannot win in the postseason if you are one of the worst defenders in the league. You, right. you don't, we don't need you to carry the offense. We got Pascal now. It's like mm-hmm. getting Chris Paul for James Harden. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way, he's a facilitator too. You can. I was telling someone the other day, when, when the Pacers, the, Halliburton and Nemhard are brilliant hit-ahead passers. But there's not a lot of guys on their team that get hit-ahead too. <laughs> one of them is gone now, Bruce Brown Jr. You can do it with Siakam. Yep. You can throw it to him after one one step off a rebound, outlet pass. He can push it and make plays. Really, one of the better forwards in the league that do it does it. So there there's some there's some real fun things they can do. And with Turner's ability to shoot the three, yes. Jalen probably the back of five to shoot the three. I think Jalen Smith's at forty eight percent this year from three, uh, and really looks good. He's limited in some respects defensively, but if he's your backup five, now you got forty eight minutes of fives that can shoot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just Buddy Hield, of course, still on oh, the team. Yes. And and I wonder, I don't know, are they better off keeping him and TJ McConnell? Because depth matters. They're, I think so. They lead the league in bench scoring. Yeah. And listen, to me, I before me, because of where Indiana is right now, I would keep them unless you are blown away with what someone's going to give you in return. Right. Which could which happen. Which probably, sure. probably is not going to be the case. And that's why they uh, do. Well, let's get back to your original question. What is your point of keeping those young guys? This is where the Raptors fucked up not extending Siakam when they could have. Because mm-hmm. if they extend him in the summer, which I understand why they didn't, and I'm happy to discuss it if you want, or they extend him in December when it looked like, okay, he can play in this system too, you're going to get better offers because teams know he's going to play for us. He's right. not the type that's going to pull a Harden right. or an, an AD or even Dane like, I'm done playing for you guys. Right. It's just not his personality. He's, he's more respectful of the situation and nothing against those players because player empowerment, do what you want to do, it's fine. But um, he's not going to do that. Well, now uh, you can't ask Indiana to give up that. Right. There's no guarantee they're going to keep, even if they have an agreement, wink, wink agreement. Right. And then I'm, there's no contract. Right, right. But I promise you, as of even yesterday, I was talking to teams who are saying owners don't trust those situations because the player can say, fuck you. Yeah. The team can say to the player, fuck you. This is what happened. Things have changed. Yep. Um, Kevin Durant's. Steph Curry's the world's the, the top five players in the league can get hurt and still get their max deals. Not everyone else can necessarily say that. Mm-hmm. And teams can always wiggle out of stuff too. Sure. So you can't ask the Pacers for Masai can't ask for much more. Right. Because they can't be guaranteed Siakam's gonna stay because he didn't have the extension signed. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think back to our point about keeping uh, McConnell and, and Matherin particularly because of where they are right now, look in the playoffs, one of the big things that teams struggle with in the playoffs, and you know, we always know minutes go up and all that, but maybe your minutes don't right. have to go up, right? So, right? so in those minutes that Halliburton is off the floor, maybe they're necessary. Maybe this is a model where you have him not playing 39, 40 minutes a night. He's playing 35, 36. And in those three to four minutes, you have McConnell and Matherin, you're able to maintain because those guys can get into good offense and score. And, and, and Buddy. And Buddy, yeah, right. Buddy, uh, the, yeah, uh, buddy yeah. exactly. That's huge. Yeah. So to me, look, 
I'm not saying because one of the things you like to talk about is experience that still matters and you have to go through it, right? You can't coach age. You are how old you are and you'll learn over time. But what does Pascal do to the the overall quotient of that locker room who's devoid of playoff experience? All right. So I want to I want to finish the other thought because I really like the things you said um, about those young guys. Mm-hmm. So just imagine uh Masai, I'm guessing it's Masai. It might have, it might be the GM, Bobby Webster, I think. Mm-hmm. Um uh, talking to Kevin Pritchard or whomever for Indiana, and, and like, okay, we want Siakam. Who who do you want from us? And they start going down the list. Indiana, there's no one else who has the guaranteed cap space. Indiana does that would want someone like Pascal. So there's already a marriage that seemed to make sense. Well, you know, Masai's starting to go down the list. Well, we'll take Jarris Walker. And, <laughs> right, right. He, yeah, we'll take um, Nembhard. Uh, Andrew Nembhard. Nah. Nah. Right, Ben Rathern. Nah. Jordan Nora. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Right. They, Bruce Brown was a given, him or a buddy, because of the money. Right. You had to have that because they're 20 plus million plus each. So, uh, yeah. So, he's Jordan Nora, they said yes to. So, um, and I, and by the way, I like Kyra Lewis. Yeah. I, yeah. He's not been good for New Orleans, uh, but super talented kid coming out of college, mm-hmm. super fast, athletic guard, like quickly, built differently, but like him. Fast speed wise. So, um, so, so on the other thing, yeah. So, so the Pacers signed Bruce Brown Jr. He, he's got the championship pedigree, which does carry some weight. It does. He, he's, he, and he played. It went like he set the bench. Right. He was a key six man for them. Uh, Siakam had even a bigger role mm-hmm. against the Warriors, uh, to, to knock that, to knock that team off. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, he's got a, he's got a gravitas to him. He's a very serious guy. Uh, uh, He's just he he doesn't need a lot of limelight, but he's very serious, very serious about his craft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I I've seen him in LA too, in Orlando training some. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna go about his business, and uh, he's better than anyone any of those guys have played with since, other than if they played with Paul George. Yep. So I think Miles may have played for Paul George when he was younger. Maybe 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 a year or two. I don't remember anymore, but um, I think so. And so he's a hell of a player. He was much younger. I, it's 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 going to be a good vibe. I was talking to a Pacers coach recently, uh, maybe almost a week ago, and uh, and they said like it's just we got a lot of joy going on in here. We're playing the right way. Our guys are starting to figure it out. Yeah, I think this team before the trade, I thought I was pretty confident they finished top six and make the actual playoffs, not play in, and then we'd yeah. see from there. David, I think if things match up right the way they play, it wouldn't shock me if they got to the conference finals. Right, so I, I wrote about that too. So uh, I think that's that's, that's their upside. Uh, Boston's a better team. They beat them. They beat them twice now. Mm-hmm. Two of the last three. Um, I'm reminded of the Atlanta Trey Young team Correct. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Tyrese is that kind of offensive talent. He sure is. Uh, they've got a lot of good pieces. They young guys are getting better. Uh, they, and and I, not just Tyrese, but all the guys must be like, you know. Man, we're going for it. Like, I feel bad for Obi Toppin. He's got Jairus Walker behind him and Siakam mm-hmm. in front of him. Uh, but he's, I didn't even mention it. He's shooting 40% from he three is. lately. He's playing really well. Uh, and so if I'm, if I knew Obi, I don't. It'd be like, you know what? Kill it in the role you have, and then we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Just play great in the role you have, and things, good things will happen. When you're winning games, other teams are attractive. You're yeah. more attractive to other teams. No doubt. So they have a lot. They're on a West Coast trip. They've lost to Utah and Denver. They played great against Denver. Lost a great game. Utah smoked them. But Tyrese didn't play either. Nesmith didn't play in that game. Right. Might have been another guy out too. So tonight they play Sacramento. And they got Phoenix uh, 
Portland and Phoenix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they got some tough games ahead, but they're, I think, 2011 in the Eastern Conference. And when Siakam joins the team somewhere on this road trip, it looks like. Uh, yeah, I think they're an interesting team to watch. They're going to be yeah. – they have a chance to be top four in the East. They were already a league pass team and a super fun team to start the season. And now there's actual belief about what they can be in terms of the ceiling, which is super exciting and great for, you know, you know me. I don't care about, you know, small market, whatever, but great for the fans of Indiana and uh, the people that are watching that team. Uh, David, just quickly on the Raptors side, um, you know, well, it's clear, right? The the, the, the rebuild is on. Um, and you know, what are the rap what are the Raptors looking to do here? I mean, it seems like with this kind of glutton of similar type players now making the playoffs probably not what they want to do this year. I mean, they want to bottom out and really start that rebuild and see what they have with all the pieces they brought in. I mean, they're too good to bottom out. And there's five teams, I think, that pretty much have a lock on the bottom six. They lose their bottom six. They lose their, their if they don't finish in the top six in the draft, they mm-hmm. lose it. Oh, that's, so. that's my understanding. They've got to finish in the bottom six. They just beat the doors off Miami last yeah. night without yeah. Siakam. Uh, and OG obviously has been gone for three weeks. Um, they're going to build around Scotty. And I don't know. Quickly, they've got to sign this offseason. R.J. Barrett uh, has some years left. He's playing great. He and Scotty played well last night. That is not something that's happened a lot since they've been together. It's both guys playing great. There's no reason why they both can't play great, though. And so um, I think it's, yeah, we're, you know, you, I, I'm one of those guys who thinks you can be in the middle of the road, get a couple of things happen, and then jump up top. You need to have a breakout player. Well, Utah's doing that with Lori Marketing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Scotty Bear, if Scotty Barnes, Scotty Bear, Scotty Barnes continues to make a jump, which he's gone down a little bit in reality since RJ got there. Last night was a positive for both players. If Scotty becomes the top 15, top 20 player in the league, RJ Barrett ascends to being a solid, you know, guard. Jonathan quickly shoots 42% from three, manages his turnovers, gets some, you know, six or seven assists a game. All right, they're working. Uh, uh, I don't know what they do with Yaka Pirtle. Mm-hmm. I don't love his fit there. He's solid, um, but they, they, they've got they've got to get better. Uh, they they um, they don't have any great picks unless they finish the bottom six and they lose their pick. If they don't, so the Indiana's picks aren't going to be very good. No, nope, no. Nope. And the pick they get from probably the Clippers is they get the worst. So OKC or the Clippers is going to be 27, 28, 29, or thirty. So Tom Habster wrote a article today about uh, the value of first round picks. When you see first round picks, you shouldn't be thinking, "Ooh, Wemby Zion." Right? Yeah, you got to see no. where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more likely going to be an unlikely All Star mm-hmm. drafted in the twenties. It's just not many. Right. And so it's about player development. We'll see how they do. But um, yeah, it's a it's a new day in Toronto for sure. There's no one connected to the championship team except for Chris Boucher, uh, who comes off the bench. Yeah. No. But. Uh, the first, first big, big move we saw, or the second big move, right? OG went to the Knicks. So, yeah. uh, yeah. you know what? We're likely to see some more moves. You mentioned Utah, um, now with them playing well, I don't, I don't think is, I don't know what Danny wants to do. My, my guess is he wants to be on the Sam Presti plan, which is make his runway as long as possible and keep selling his own. So if that is the case, he wants to accumulate more draft capital. Well, how do you do that? Well, Lori market is extremely attractive and. Again, like Pascal, although he's only making eighteen million, and that's not even all guaranteed. For a year and a half, right? It's not even all guaranteed next year, which is great. Yeah, that's the player who's going to bring. I mean, it will be, but um, (laughs) that's the player that 
anybody who's very good, oh, that's who you want because he's going to now bump you over the top. Oklahoma City, hello. We talked about them before. So we'll see if they do that. But they're playing well now, so I don't know if, if Danny decides to go that route or not. So so on, real quick on Utah, uh, I watch, um, I don't know, I, I probably send out on average of 75 to 200 clips a day to players and coaches, whatever, somewhere around there. The most exciting player I've seen, I'll, I'll say exciting players in this last week, has been Laurie Markkinen and Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. Fucking unbelievable. I talked to an NBA player last night uh, who's so impressed with Sexton. He's like, his downhill speed, he's bigger than you think. His body is Very stronger strong. than you think. Yeah. Really shoots the three. Uh, he and Markkinen are terrific together. So I I even wrote Markkinen to OKC. But if Danny is thinking, I want to partner these two guys up, mm-hmm. super fast three-point shooter, who isn't like Jordan Poole, though maybe Jordan Poole can, you know, kind of find himself again when he's, you know, he's not on the Warriors getting punched in the head and all of that. <laughs> uh, he was super valuable he for was. Golden State. If I get those two guys, I get Walker Kessler playing better on offense because he's a good, he's still an elite defensive player. Yeah, maybe, maybe something good can happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, I, I, I don't know that he'll be bugging out. Yeah. You know, he, he may not be bugging out anymore, you know? He, he, he might not, no. And, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, okay, David, there was an interesting game that happened. We normally don't talk about games, but we had to talk about this one because it was crazy. Um, yeah. On Tuesday yeah. night, the Phoenix Suns, Sacramento Kings, Phoenix looked dead for three and a half quarters. Um, the, yeah. the Kings were up 22 points. And here's an interesting stat, uh, according to the Associated Press. Teams facing deficits of 22 points or more in the fourth quarter were 0 and 1,244 since August 23rd, 2020. Ho, 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 time out. Can you please say that again? <laughs> yes, I'll repeat that again. I need to hear it. Teams facing deficits of 22 points or more in the fourth quarter were 0 and 1,244 since August 23rd, 2020. Until now. Wow. The Phoenix Suns. Wow. Had a hell of a wow. comeback and won that game. Now, David, when you wow. when you have a comeback like that, it ain't never about one thing, right? Sacramento had to help them a ton give that game away because you're up 22, right? How do you lose a game when you're up 22? Um, But I said to myself, I might have seen some things perhaps that Phoenix can maybe use and say, okay, if we can do this, that we did this three, these three play sequence that we had here in the fourth, if we can do more of that, we can be a better team than we are now. So I asked David to watch the fourth quarter and tell me what he saw from that game. Well, I saw the Kings commit four illegal screens in the quarter. That's never a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They missed some shots they don't typically miss. Uh, Some really – Malik Monk had a pretty Mm -hmm. bad turnover late in the game. I like Malik Monk, but he had a bad turnover. Uh, Some terrible defensive possessions by the Kings. So all that being said, because those things happen in games all the time. Sure. I mean, they played Kevin Durant to the five. They played him at the five. And uh, Sabonis had nothing for him. Didn't. That's yeah. a, I, I, you know, it, watching that game, I'm, I wouldn't have watched it if you didn't tell me to watch it. Um, the appreciation I have for Kevin Durant is, is just enormous. He is, we always say that you know, these guys are just fucking jokes. Yeah. Like Durant's, Durant's talent is just so extraordinary. Offensively, we all know, but I mean, Sabonis, I think he scored once or twice. One, maybe Kevin was helping, but. It wasn't like he was just going to get buckets again, Durant. Durant, Durant was like, like, 
Like, you're my little brother. Like, you're not just going to bully me to your left hand. Oh, what a surprise, Jamonte. You want to go, go your left hand? I've seen that video before. I played with you on 2K. That's what it looked like. You know? <laughs> KD was just like, come on, bro. And um, and then, then just, just really staggering talent. Uh, he had a nice transition dunk mm-hmm. that made me think, man, he looks like he's in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Beal had a passionate dunk and transition on mm-hmm. someone. Uh, Booker, it all started. I don't know if it was to 22 points at that point, but there was a transition play for the Kings, and Booker raced back and got a steal on the opposite baseline mm-hmm. from the yes. basket that was really nice. Um, they just, they've got a bunch of ballers on their team. They do. Yeah. They also have some non ballers, but those ballers yeah. are, are pretty special. You know, are they going to – they can't play him only at the five. No. They'll wear down. Oh, of course not. So they got to pick their spots. But I tell you what, it, it, thanks to this game, if the Suns don't ever want to get down like that, but if they're down 12 mm-hmm. with eight to play – That's going to fall out of their sleep. Can't the five. We go small. We're good. Yeah. 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 After coming down 22 against a good team. Yeah. So um, it's kind of been that year, kind of year for Sacramento. You just can't get out of their own mm-hmm. way a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're, they're a good team. Good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they looked okay. awesome for three and a half quarters. I was like, Jesus, yeah. they're making everything. Phoenix was just kind of lifeless. And then he just started making shots. Here, Gordon hit a, some two yep. big ones. He had two big I mean, threes. Gordon back-to-back mm-hmm. threes mm-hmm. that were really big. Yep. Yeah, Durant hit one. Yeah. Gordon hit back-to-back and Durant hit another. Look, what I saw too, David, was, you know, and Draymond says this. A lot of players say this. Playing defense sometimes is just about effort. And honestly, in three and a half quarters, I saw no effort from the Suns on defense. And once things... Once they got that turnover, I think it was a, a, one of the moving screens that got called on Booker. And I was like, oh. And Josh Akoji came in. They actually Koji put together four straight plays where they gave effort. That's, and I'm like, guys, I, I mean, to me, I know the season's long and they're old. Is it that hard to give effort? Right? Like, and maybe it is. You tell me, right? Like, I'm like, you're giving effort and things are working better for you when you give effort on defensive side of the ball. All right. So. Uh, there's only one college team I really love, as you know, and that team I'm very proud to say has won five straight ACC games. Uh, uh, my son's team at Florida State, they had a huge win that sit at Miami. And my son was not, he was texting me after the game. They led wire to wire. They never trailed the whole game. In fact, and I mean this, in five ACC games, not that the ACC is the right. old ACC. Mm-hmm. It's it's not so good right now. And they haven't played Duke in that or run. Carolina yet. They play Carolina yet? They played Carolina before the okay. run. They lost... They were up 15, up 14 in the second half and lost uh, on the road. But, yeah, Florida State's been playing better. But um, my son texted me, a very magical phrase, like, we just played really hard again. And it's, it's no small thing. Uh, do you remember way back in the day when grit and grind first happened, mm-hmm. I thought Lionel Hollins is best talent. I never liked Lionel Hollins because I fucking hated the Sixers. <laughs> um, you, don't know, you don't remember this, but I remember him playing for the Sixers because I was a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he fucking got his guys to compete and Memphis just outplayed you. Uh, there is coaches and I'm, you know, I've only coached 8,000 high school games. There are some coaches who X and O wise, I smoke, but man, he gets guys to play so hard. Makes a difference. I I also did. So that helped my team a lot. Um, uh, yeah, I think it makes a big difference at every level, including this one. Just real, all these guys compete. Right. The problem is when you're just competing, lowercase, but they're competing, mm-hmm. uppercase, you're in trouble. You better have to make some threes. And what happens sometimes is teams wait for that fire to start because they got hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mistake, mm-hmm. typically. Mm-hmm. Phoenix got lucky. Clearly got lucky. Look at the odds. Mm-hmm. 
It's not a strategy. Clearly. Not a strategy to say, hey, go, we're going to be fine. Let's just coast all these games. We'll try when we need to. No, you won't. The West is too good for that. Correct. The league is too good for that. Yeah. But I'm hoping this gets them kind of organized and kind of behind that thought of let's just compete yeah. much, much harder. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, and, and the Durant at the five thing I thought was great because, again, using his length. And, you know, he said, look, DeMont is going to try to use physicality on me, but I'm long, right? So it's how do I use that to – And super smart, right. super experienced. To yeah, combat this him, right? it all, man. Push him out further on his catches. And it looked like – I was like, DeMont, did you forget how to play basketball in that two-minute stretch? Like, what the hell happened? Well, this guy all of a sudden started guarding me with his durational arms. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always say this about guys like Harden and Durant. Um, I've said this on the show before. I'm sorry to do it again. But the other night, um, I don't watch football anymore. The Buccaneers beat. I will watch Sundays. The, it's the anniversary of two anniversary of my dad's death. Mm-hmm. He was a huge Buccaneers yeah, yeah. fan since they started in 76. So I think my brother, one of my brothers, I'm going to go to watch it at my mom's house. I couldn't tell you. I know the names of two players on the team, maybe three. Oh, but it's playoffs, yeah, so this matters. So it'll be, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I know my mom wants to win because she wants to think of my dad watching the game somewhere, you know, as if he's that's what you're doing when you're dead. <laughs> but uh, whatever, I hope. Um, and uh, and so anyway, uh, I've been saying for years, they had a guy named Tom Brady on their team. And uh, how much knowledge did he impart to everyone he talked to, you know? Uh, offensive line learned more than anyone, but I'm sure everyone learned stuff from this guy. Yeah, they beat the Eagles' brains in. Now, if Philly, I guess, wasn't playing as well as they were in the year, whatever. Like this team is once again surprising you. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant has so much knowledge. It's unfortunate there's not a lot of young guys on the team that can learn from it. Right. Booker has a lot too Correct. already. Mm-hmm. But um, this guy's, but you know, Durant still knows more. I mean, he knows as much as any coach. Really, he knows as much as any coach, and sometimes probably better. Because he probably thinks of it faster. He's a super quick processor, has seen it all. Um, and he's just the antidote. It's really what his nickname should have been. The <laughs> because he's got the antidote for, he's got the fix for any poison you got, man. Pretty much. He's just got it. Pretty he's much. He's got it. Yeah. No, that There's was nothing he can't do. That was crazy. And you know, you watch the ESPN probability. I'm like, they were 99 yeah. point something percent probability of winning. Yeah, I'm sure. And then it went off the cliff. I was like, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they just kept reeling them in. This is how it happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, and the Kings just kind of self-destructed. Pretty much. Without panicking so much, some of it was bad luck. But, uh, yeah, they got tagged. Yeah, sure did. That's going to leave a mark for them a little bit, I think. For sure. All right, guys, we'll be back after this uh, brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys. Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book? Maybe show up for a friend. Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash true hoop. 
Okay, David, uh, one of the interesting things about uh, the NBA is rookies and when they come into the league because, you know, they've never done this kind of 82-game schedule that doesn't exist anywhere else but in the NBA. Even playing pros uh, in France is not like this, right? No. It's just it's a very different thing. And people always talk about the rookie wall and these various things and peaks and valleys. I mean, that's what it is, right? Nothing's linear. And early in the season, if you looked at EPM for Victor Wembanyama, he started out pretty okay. He was, he was up, but then like really cratered and, and was a minus player for, for a, a chunk of the season. And I was just looking around and kind of doing some, some, some research. I mean, thanks to Taylor Snar's awesome chart. Um, since November 22nd, he's played 21 games. And only four of those games, David, has he had negative EPM. And I was like, oh, man, like he may be fair. Well, they, they moved him to center. Well, And it coincided with his move to center, which is probably what we thought he should always play. But I'm sure there was a method to their madness, right? Of not, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I figured they didn't want to beat him up early. And they're like, let's save you. I, I don't know. Bit. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. I, I, I'm, it's I, a, I don't know. A complete guess for me. I don't know. I am talking to people about that now, like. Like, what were they doing? Why are you trying to lose on purpose? They put Jeremy Sohan at the one. Sohan, whatever right, it is. Right. What, what, what is it? I think it's Sohan. Yeah. I, I think it's Sohan, so but it Jer- could be Sohan. Jeremy's at the one. That was a mistake. Yeah. Victor at the five. That was a mistake. But Or at the I four. Mean, you should have the, known going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the four, right. So they moved Victor at the five, and I've been watching the games recently. Holy hell. Jesus. Is he good. <laughs> All of a sudden, David, his numbers, his per 36 numbers since being moved. He went from 22.6 points a game to 27.8, from 11.6 rebounds to 15, from three assists to almost five, from three blocks to 5.2. Oh, and his shooting's gone up, too. I, I just... Is he leading the league in block shots? Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I, mean, I talked to one of his teammates who predicted that this summer. He's going to lead the league in block shots. He has... I mean, the problem is they stink, so he won't get it. He has a DPOI case. Like, I mean, you, you can make it. The problem is they're fucking terrible as, as a team, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. And look, you said this generational talent. I mean, if he stays healthy, development happens, this is going to be, he's going to end his career as one of the all-time greats. And I mean, and you're seeing it. And David, he still, even though his shooting percentage has gotten better, he's still not a, what you would call, I know for sure, a not even a good shooter yet. Forget about great. What is he, 29% from three? Uh, I guess I'll get up to 31% now. I think he's up over 30, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's progress. He was below before. So, um, yeah, this is, we're not seeing... Like, we were just about Kevin Durant. How old is Kevin Durant? Durant, I don't know. Okay. And Victor's 19. (laughs) So let's just put the difference. Like, just imagine when he gets to that point in his career, you know, how smart he's going to be. This is, he's a, he's a hooper, man. He loves basketball. He loves to work. He loves to train. He loves to play. Yeah. He's, he's super special. Really. I I didn't tell you to put in the document, but I was going to put it in because I watched two of his last games. Just really, I, I, I mean, I, I was thinking to myself, he was in Boston last mm-hmm. night. Boston. Yep, yep. Please and please. Um, I just thought to myself, boy, those those Celtics fans, you know, good for them. Because yeah. they're, they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to think down the road, man, I saw this dude as a rookie yeah. when he's dominating the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. you talked about before he even came to the league, the ways he would get some easy buckets. And early in the year, that wasn't happening for a variety of reasons. Players not able to find him, whatever. Now, because and I'm seeing it, his, his stat lines are looking more efficient. He's getting so many of these easier buckets now. These quick leak outs, they're actually, they realize no pass is too high for him now. Just throw it high and he'll get to it. He's got hands. He's got feel. He just has a feel for scoring. There's lots of players that are not natural scorers. Uh, the Bulls are having uh, success right now with Pat Williams, mm-hmm. their former number four pick. I want to say 
uh, four years ago. This is fourth year, I think. Uh, he's not a natural scorer. He has kind of learned on the fly. I think Wemby already learned it before he got here. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is a dude that he 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 could lead the league. Uh, 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 let me rephrase this. I would not be surprised if he leads the league one year in points, rebounds, and blocks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many games has he played where he's been the number one scorer, yeah. rebounder, and block shot guy? Like, yeah. I-, I could see it for sure. Yeah, and then and then no no one that's ever done that before, of which it's a very few number of people anyway, are going to be able to potentially have the number of three that he's going to have. That's correct, because I bet they didn't keep block stats back then, but I bet Wilt and, and Kareem did it a bunch of times, but they didn't keep blocks back then, so we wouldn't know, and none of them shot threes. Right. So, you know, right. That, right. that's what well, that is. If they shot them, they didn't make them. <laughs> they, they had trouble making uh, – Bill had trouble making twos. <laughs> um. If you, I mean, if you had to give rookie of the year now, you'd still say it's, it's Chet, right? I would say that I don't have to give the rookie of the year now. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. But but didn't you think the same thing I think, which is that award's not over yet? It's not. It's not. And I will say this. It's whatever. It's only a 10-game sample. But Chet, over the last, his last 10 games, David, seven negative EPM games. And He's it's not just, playing as well. And it's yeah. just, look, it's peaks, it's hard. It's a hard ride. Right, it's man. fucking peaks and valleys, and it's the NBA. Like, what the hell? Like, you're going to have. I, I, I say this all the time. I've told you the story before. When I'm coaching on the floor with players, I have to warn them all the time. Because I'm on the court. And I'm mixing it up. I've been doing this for so long. It's natural for me. I, I kind of know my way around the court with players on it. But it used to be, I mean, I played myself when I was in high school in a million pickup games. And I don't mind a little contact, whatever. But now I'm almost 59. Mr. Now. Potato Head. I'm Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, here goes the eyebrows, the ears, whatever. But these guys are these are boys. I don't mean I don't mean, I know what you mean. Chet yeah, and Victor. I know what you mean. All these young players are almost like boys. I certainly wasn't 1920 compared to how I grew up against fucking men, man. I remember being at, at LA. And seeing a lot of these young players, the guy that just got drafted, guys that got drafted the year before because the Sixers were there and the Raptors were there. But a lot of players come to L.A. to play to train, and then they go play pickup in the afternoons at UCLA. And uh, a lot of them take their shirts off as they leave. <laughs> and when the men, like Serge Ibaka, had the best body of anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he, he, over time, you cultivate that physique and whatever. And the kids, the young guys are just, I mean, look at Giannis now compared to a night, you know? So it's hard against for these rookies to play against these fucking men. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. And they're smart as fuck and dedicated. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a challenging league. It is. And you're not getting a lot of help. I talked to a player, that, and I don't mean this in a good way, but just the reality. I talked to a player the other day who I thought played really well, really hard, really well. I said, any feedback from your coaches? And he, this was on the phone. This is not a text. He said, nah, I never get feedback from them. And this was a time where you got pat up. This would have been, young man, you did really well. Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't never happen because it does happen right. some. It just doesn't happen nearly enough. I don't think our coaches today recognize. That's why I've been saying one of the reasons why I've been saying we need more women coaching. I think women more naturally have for some for whatever reason the ability to recognize that that touch, whether it's a verbal or not, can carry weight on someone that needs it. Uh, I will tell you, and you know this more than me because you're living in New York. 
Uh, a lot of these players haven't seen sunshine in a long time. <laughs> like, it is a dark, it is a dark time. Mm-hmm. Guys lose their minds a little bit. Yeah. It, it just, it, and some of them turn to alcohol and whatever. Like, it's just a tough time to be an NBA player right now. It is. You're, you're right at a month away from the break. Yes. And they, they need it desperately in. now. They like, yeah. So any, any positive feedback you can give them, I think it's really smart to do. And I, a lot of guys just, ah, they don't need it. They're tough. No, they're not. No, they're not. David, uh, it's something that you've said a million times, something that I implemented in my coaching and without even knowing that this is what you said, we are first in the business to inspire. And like, that's, yes, it doesn't matter that they make $40 million a year or whatever the fuck it is. Like, these are still people who need inspiration. And that is job, that's our jobs as coaches, right? Is to inspire and, hey, man, great, great game, great practice, whatever it was, man. Like, just, you know, love them up a little bit. Right. That's what I think, too. Uh, some sad news, David. Uh, Golden State Warriors assistant coach, um, Dayan Milojevich, um, he died say, yesterday uh, at the age of 46. The Warriors were in Utah um, for a game. The game actually got postponed, and it got it had gotten postponed before they even announced that, that he had died. Um, he suffered a heart attack, I believe, at a team dinner, was rushed to uh, the hospital, and obviously being mourned all over the NBA community, um, he is Serbian. He was a player, um, a very good player, um, became a coach. It had so much impact on, obviously, Warriors players. Also, Nikola Jokic, two-time NBA. He, of course, everybody knows native of Serbia. Um, Bojan Bogdanovic, um, uh, a couple other players uh, talked about him as well. Um, it, Boban, it, so many guys. Luka, like, so many guys. Dar- Darko. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Raptors. From the, yeah. Head coach of the Raptors. So many players get touched. He leaves behind a wife, and I want to say at least one child, possibly two. Um, for, I mean, David, forty-six. That's me. It's like that's that is young, um, and just uh, very, very sad. And condolences to him, his family, and the Warriors organization. It's sick. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't used to. Um, be mindful of of these kinds of things. When I was younger, I just was stupid, stupid boy. I, you know, I lost my dad. I'm going to be 16 a year in a month now. And uh, I, at 46, yeah, I mean, my kids were 10 years old. Like I was just, I feel like I just started living, you know, had a couple of dollars in the bank and had some kids and, mm-hmm. and I just had a good life. It's, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to get your arms around what happened. And um, I'm really glad they canceled the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that yeah. was smart. No need and it was at game. the team dinner. I mean... I don't know. Some they need to get a therapist in there. You Seriously. know, uh, yeah, that's going to affect those players for sure. I mean, we just talked about before. First one, in the business to inspire. This is going to yeah. affect these guys. And you know, we talk about it all the time. We rail against the the macho culture of sports. Like all of it is just stupid and performative. Like these are human beings. And in the NBA, this is a small elite fraternity. Very few people have played and or coached in the NBA. And ain't that list ain't long. Okay, and when these guys travel all season together. You're, there are bonds and closeness. This is like family. It's like a second family in many ways. Um, in some cases, your primary family. Um, and it, it's really a rough situation uh, to go through. So, again, you know, condolences to everybody in the organization. Hopefully the Warriors will do the right thing, get the right guys in there, and have the right support system in place for his family as well. <clears throat> yeah. the uh, uh, it, people We see these people as celebrities or as athletes and coaches and as if they're not just regular people. Right. I, I had a situation. I have a uh, partner in a business of mine uh, who's one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. His name is Pete. He's a really great guy and um, in, in every respect. But 
he he's only now starting to spend more time with my NBA players. And he's a fan. He's a very he was a very good player himself many years ago, played professionally. And um one of my players, you know, something happened with my play that wasn't good. And uh, one of my NBA guys and and Pete texted me like a a, a, a tweet uh, about what ha- about the player not playing well, whatever. And I called him and I said, "If you want to be in the business that I'm in, then the first thing you need to do is say, hey, coach, how you doing?' Because these guys are like family to me. I'm, I mean, I I'm talking to these players four or five days a week, and I'm texting with them and their families and their agents and. Like, you can't just fucking send me a headline right. yeah, yeah. and think I'm just going to comment on something as if I'm just another dude in the barbershop right. or on Sports Center just right. talking stupid shit. Right. Like, these guys matter, you know? And he felt terribly. And I said, I, I wasn't a jerk. I, I didn't handle it as bad as probably that sounded. But I just told him, you know, the biggest heart, you know, he has a bigger heart than me, show it. Mm-hmm. Like, the first thing I do when anything bad happens to a player is if I know their agent, I text or call the agent. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm no great person. I don't have that big of a heart, but that's decency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's at least do that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, so all those players who watched, even if they thought he was a bad coach, no one wants to see someone Correct. die in Correct. front of them. Correct. Like I, the, the fear and the sadness and the yeah. scared. And, and to your point, because uh, you kind of said this before a little bit, like if you're the Warriors, like, oh my God, you know, we got we had the punch, and you know, since the championship, we had the punch, and then we we Wiggins is playing terribly. I heard something happened with a Warriors, uh, like a major health issue. I thought it was Wiggins' dad. Oh, you you thought okay? I, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And now we have a guy die. Yeah. Like, I got to think, what's next? Like they're fucking on a cursed train. Yeah. You, you know, and look, yeah, hopefully. It, it, and I don't believe in that kind of thing, but David, th- this is life, right? And as you always say, it's not always puppy dogs and ice cream, right? It's no, no. Li- life has got peaks and Fucking valleys. Slog, man. And so, slog. You, you sh- it, maybe there's in a valley right now, right? This is this is just yeah. where it is right now. And you know, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I hope you're right. I hope that his passing somehow can get them to say it can't get worse than this. This is horrible. And and give him galvanize them to win for him a little bit. Something. You know, he yeah. might. I I don't know him. People, people. I heard people say great things they, about. They've him. They've all said great things about him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> let's maybe maybe his memory will be like let's fucking do it for this guy, and that'd be amazing. It would Wouldn't be. That be great. Be great for his widow. You know. Um, couple quick news notes. Uh, the police in Newport Beach, California, have concluded their investigation, and no charges will be filed against Josh Giddy. Um, so which means I imagine the NBA is not going to do much either. Um, because he's been playing this whole no. time. Right, so, you're not imagining anything. Right, so if, if the police t- found nothing, oh, what's the NBA going to say? Right, so that is the NBA has already closed the book, <laughs> locked it, right. and put Moved it into on. a shelf. So that is what it is. Locked the shelf. Um, and Amazon um, has invested in the Diamond RSNs, uh, the group that was facing bankruptcy that owns really? all those thirteen RSNs. Yeah, they they have infused some money into that part of their bankruptcy plea. It's a lot more complicated stuff, guys. Read the Roll Street Journal to get the particulars if you care about the financial details. Point being is that those uh, RSNs that had a bunch of NBA, uh, MLB, and NHL teams that they would broadcast right. their games on Bally will now be saved. This is also – and it stops those individual leagues, the MLB, NHL, and NBA, from taking over distribution of those games. All right. What that means, of course, is that – surprise, surprise. If nobody's seen the writing on the wall, right – Amazon is moving full-fledged into this port of content creation. And because of the money they have behind them, you know, when this all 
dust settles because not all these streamers are going to survive because it's just going to become this is what capitalism does right they're going to cannibalize and eat each other and netflix will probably be one of the ones left standing because of their longevity and their history because they were the first apple and amazon have the most money so they're probably going to be the only, what everybody else is probably going to be by the wayside is my guess going forward um i i don't know enough but uh I'm enjoying the show Reacher when I do my rolling. <laughs> Amazon does have a great content studio. They put out some really good stuff. Do they? Um, yeah, I, I've I never like seen it. much, but uh, I like it. Yeah, I, mean, I watched House of Cards back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. The they, they, they put out a lot of good stuff. Um, Netflix does, and oh, look, all these streamers really, you know, there's really good television yeah. on out, out there right now, guys. Yeah. All right, David, uh, it is our time of the week for top five. Number five, what do you got? I am going with. The uh, defending world champs who I watched play the other night and was really inspired by how they play defense. They're they're not playing great right now, but that effort gave me some hope that uh, you know they're going to be they're going to be fine. Number five, we think so much alike, but of course I also cheated. So yes, I have the Nuggets on my line is five, and just because I still can't completely kick them out of the top five yet, even though they're not playing great right now, the OKC Thunder are still in my top five on that five line with the Denver Nuggets. I put them at four. Okay. I put the Wolves at four. I, the Wolves fans must think – Wolves fans must think I hate them. I, and, and, and years <laughs> past they have. I, first of all, I'm friends with Peterson, their color commentator. Yeah, yeah. I, tra- I trained his son uh, uh, when he left Northwestern and became a pro. I love I loved Jim. And I, I grew up a Vikings fan for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, Chuck Foreman was my favorite player. Mm. Frank Tarkenton I loved. So Purple People Eaters. I love Minneapolis. I love Minnesota. Yeah. My extra neighbors are from well, listen, the wolves are what they are. I just you don't trust them. Listen, I don't and trust you, them. you saw enough reason to not trust them recently. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> they they were number six for me. Okay. I, I thought about putting them even with Denver. Like, right. ah, but I'm going to put okay. them with Denver on their own thing. So we probably have the same the top three. Sixers, I have, six, I have the Sixers. Sixers at three. three. Clippers at two. Yes. Listen, I'm on. I'm on the Clippers train and Celtics, of course. I one. really. Yeah. Yeah. Boston is yeah. a joke. I talked to a player the other. In the last week or so, I talked to a player. They played Boston, and and he said, um, "Man, they're just incredible." Yeah, like, they're they tough don't miss right now. Shots. I'm like, yeah. I said, "How they miss?" He's like, "I'm not sure they miss." <laughs> yeah, they're just they're really they're tough they're right really now. Role, role players are mm-hmm. tough. The starters mm-hmm. are great. Uh, yeah, they got to go. Look on. for the Clippers. What I hope for them is health. I would love yeah, to see sure. this team be fully healthy in the postseason because they present a unique set of problems. That look, I know they're gonna have a, a Jokic problem, but. They're going to have a Kawhi, PG, James Harden problem on the other end, right? So I just – that would be fun. So, yeah. If we, if we could have a Denver Clippers, uh, um, Thunder, uh, or Minnesota, um, you know, one of those – a Final Four, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, would be, it would be great to see. I think so. Right? Phoenix can have their say at some point, yeah. maybe. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, I don't think the Warriors, I don't think the Lakers, probably not anyway, but I want the Clippers in Denver to be there. That would be, whew, that would be a matchup, man. You get some, little, not a ton, but Reggie Jackson against his former team. A little, little, oh, yeah. a little spice there, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the basketball. And we will see you on Monday. Take care.